welcome back, everyone. Literally, Parker, welcome back. Welcome, Allison. <laughs> this is episode 15. Oh, wow. Which feels like a lot, but also doesn't, considering how long we've been doing this podcast, which is a almost, long time. Almost a year. Yeah. And we've only we gotten 15 episodes. Last January. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's seasonal, right? You're doing fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. We're too busy over the summer. The goal Every season was but summer. to do it all by Infinity War? Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> and then we should have got happens. some in the can first. Exactly. All right, well, this is Insert Super Pun here. I'm Allison. I'm Parker. And we have a special guest today. We have Jesse in uh, in studio slash my dining room. That's, <laughs> no, it's, it's a great studio. I like your design. <laughs> Thank you. Style. But, um, contractor beige that my walls still are. <laughs> um, yeah, so we invited Jesse to comment on this. Um, he actually reminded me <laughs> that I invited him because it was so long ago. Um, because as I stated in the first, uh, in the episode where we did the first Guardians movie, um, you were the first one to mm-hmm. ever talk to me about Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. about this weird comic book that had a raccoon and a tree and, um, and how it was your favorite comic book. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I know, they're making a movie about it. And it was at the time, it was my favorite Marvel movie. Cause I just thought it was perfect. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a great job with all the characters. Well, and people went into it with very low expectations, you know, it's, <laughs> they yeah. didn't expect anything from it. I, I know, like I knew of them, yeah. but I didn't know really anything about them that much and I went in just expecting it to be okay but yeah well Jesse why don't you tell us about your your guardians sure. fixation I don't know <laughs> no, no it's fixation is the right word for it um I've I've always kind of uh, uh angled towards the weirder sides of comic books I've been reading comic books since I was three years old which does mean <laughs> yes that's 40 years I've been reading <laughs> comic books um no judgment that's okay I learned to read from comic books um, actually the, the little story that I, I tell is I'm dyslexic and I couldn't figure out typography, but comics were hand lettered and because mm-hmm. comic books were hand lettered at the time, I was able to read them. Oh, cool. Um, so that's, and, but I've always kind of angled towards the like stranger stuff and like, you know, Oh, Thor's cool. Oh, but now there's a, a horse, orange horse headed guy with his hammer. That's cooler. Right. You know, um, and uh, Rocket Raccoon just drew me right away. I've always had a thing for raccoons ever since I was real little. Um, I think a raccoon is probably my spirit animal. <laughs> little um, trash pandas. Little trash pandas. <laughs> um, I, too, have uh, hands that can manipulate things. So, you know, <laughs> we have a lot in common. Um, but the Rocket Raccoon series was, is, is now, and I recommend, it, I recommend everybody reading it, understanding that it's a very different Rocket Raccoon than the one we're used to in the comics and the movies oh, now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was written by a guy named Bill Mantlo, who uh, I actually um, tried to write a biography on, on him and his family wouldn't sign off because he already had a biographer. Um, and yeah, I know, come on. <laughs> come on. Um, not that there's been a biography, <laughs> Mantlo family. Um, and the art was done by a guy named uh, Mike Mignola, was one of his first comic book works, and he went on to create Hellboy. So it's this really cool, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's there's this really cool, like, style to it. Uh, Bill Mantlo's never been known as, like, an awesome writer, but I love his stuff because it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And from there, it kind of became this thing of like, you know, oh, in the Thanos series, uh, uh, he's going to find Star-Lord. And they're going to just kind of revive Star-Lord from a complete obscurity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they're going to take Star-Lord and have him lead this team. And they're going to throw a Jack Kirby character named Groot on this <laughs> team. And yeah, because Groot existed before, right? Oh, yeah. Groot, Groot existed before the Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. He, 1959, 1960, I think. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. And, like, but he was a tree. Um, and he was a little bit more verbose when he first showed up. But uh, I just, I, I, I sort of love that eventually they added in um, Drax and Gamora, both characters created by Jim Starlin, who also created Thanos. And um, and I've been obsessed with Starlin stuff. He's my favorite creator. I've actually gotten to interview him once. Um, so... Like, like all these weird obsessions kind of coalesced that with was, this Was that group. this year or last year? That was recently, right? Oh, it was, no, that was a few years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, he was in Buffalo recently, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I was, sorry. I actually, it's funny because I, somebody tried to get me tickets for that, but I was actually at a different convention <laughs> for other people. Ah, um, too many things. I know. Um, so, but, uh. So, but about all this weird stuff that I like, just coalesced at one point and made the Guardians the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, cool, neat little corner of the Marvel universe that I can, you know, hang out in, um, and nobody really knows about it. Um, but one of the things I've always said, uh, and I don't want to take over this whole conversation, but one <laughs> one of the things I've always said, even when I was younger, is that the reason you don't see great comic book movies, and this, of course, this is a while ago. Um, is because people keep trying to make comic book movies out of the characters that are good comic book characters, not mm-hmm. characters that would make right. good movies. Oh, yeah. And I think with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man... Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Nobody, I mean, <laughs> right. nobody expected anything. But you know what? By the time Ant-Man came along, I did expect more because you Guardians already was gonna be Guardians already yeah. happened and Marvel had proven themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that now they could... Throw, they could pick a super obscure, obscure character, and mm-hmm. we'll be like, you know what? Here's all of our money. Yeah, <laughs> let's watch it. You know? much. Right? It just yeah. So yeah, yeah. But you're right with that. Maybe DC will try uh, Challengers of the Unknown next or something I, like that. Well, <laughs> I would be all for that. Uh, the only comic book where the creator ripped himself off later. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, so when when it was announced, I mean, it was a lot of me having conversations like, oh, this is who this person is, this is who this person right. is. You know, the one thing, uh, the the one uh, fun little thing I say is, I actually, when that came out, I had no idea who created um, Star-Lord or anything about him. And um, now that I've found out more about, the, it's a guy named uh, Steve Englehart. And, like, he's created all these really weird characters that just didn't do anything. They didn't do anything with it. So, if you like weird stuff, look up mm-hmm. Steve Englehart and see if you can find anything uh, cool. yeah. by him. But, um, uh, let, I, you know, Chris, um, uh, uh, words, Chris, uh, th- th- Pratt? Yeah, Chris Pratt, thank you. Oh, like, I was just like, I was going through <laughs> so many Chris's in my head right yeah. now. There's a lot. I have um, a whole Chris list I too. And I was just like, <laughs> and he's on it. Well, we, we, my wife and I watched Dr. Who last night and, um, Chris Knopf was on it. Oh, okay. So I was trying to say, not say Chris Knopf. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, Chris Pratt, like, who would have thought he could pull this right. off? Um, who would have thought you'd, you'd say, all right, we've got a handsome white guy character and somebody that's going to do a voice of a raccoon. Mm-hmm. So let's we're see, gonna... we've got Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really that's great a really point. Because, yeah. like, if you think about it, like, Bradley Cooper could have played Starlord. Well, 100%. Because he can do humor. Yeah. Do, and and the, handsome. And he the can only do handsome. thing we knew about Chris Pratt, really, well, I mean, Parks he did and Rec. Zero Dark 30 before this. Yeah. yeah. And so people knew he was in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they knew he was serious and brooding. I never saw Zero, Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> no. But from the subject matter, I assumed he was dark and brooding and angry. Um, he wasn't like Andy Dwyer. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, the mix. But I also wanted not knowing a lot about the Star Wars character. Sure. You know? And so, I didn't know if he was supposed to be funny. If he was. Like, in the comic book, what is Star What <laughs> was Star-Lord like? I'm not going to say. Because I know now, they made him more like the yeah, movie, movie yeah. version yeah. when he... All, so the comic books are starting to kind crap, of but... come off of the movie well, a little bit. So much so well, that I decided to to do research um, before I came on the show um, because oh, somebody who does research before the show. Well, I, I, I guess I just wanted to know, like, how did they incorporate some of those the weird background? And they literally didn't. They literally okay. said, "This is just a different Star Lord from Universe, you know, seven nine one now." Right, like. But the original Star Wars, Star Lord was a guy. He was half alien. Meredith Quill was his mother. Um, track, track, track. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm following. <laughs> and um, and her, her uh, his father's name was Jason. Um, Wait, human father or no? It was alien. Father, okay, his alien. Well, no, as it he's turned half out. human. No, I know, but I didn't yeah. know if like in the comic books he had like a stepdad. Well, that would be he his, did have a stepdad. But that would be he's called a stepdad. Then yeah. we don't call our stepfather's father. Our friend Brett does. <laughs> um, there you go. Sorry, that's Parker's therapy moment. I'm with you. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> a breakthrough. We call our stepfather's Jerry. <laughs> um. But, uh, so, yeah, he was, uh, he was half alien, and then, like, these other weird aliens showed up and just killed his mother, um, because they were trying to go after his father. Uh, His stepfather left before that, um, and then, uh, he flew to the sun, and the master of the sun made him a space cop, and that's literally how Star-Lord happened. So he was a space cop. He was a space. He's meant, he was meant to be like like a Green Lantern type. Okay, thing. I was like, where, I was about to ask, were there multiple space cops, and yes. he was supposed to be? No, he was the cop? only space cop. Well, no, I, I didn't know <laughs> this this sun guy makes multiple space cops. The master of the sun. Die, the know. master of the sun. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> sun guy, I feel is. <laughs> you know what? That's his weekend name. Batman, Sun Guy. (laughs) Well, it's another case of of comics where they're like, we don't know how this guy gets his powers. Can we just throw an old man with a beard at him? Sure. There you go. Let's Shazam him. Let's Shazam him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, And and then from there, like, he was a space cop, and then they rebooted him as a space cop again. Marvel had this thing where they were like, Green Lantern Corps is doing great for DC. Right. Let's make space cops. And they made so many. Right. And it was too many. Is that when they came up with the Nova Corps? The Nova Corps? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that make, um, makes sense. Wow. It's Look at you connecting the dots. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel originally was yeah. supposed to be that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so then, um, the, then like he got rebooted by Chris Claremont known later on for the X-Men. Right. Um, but, um, and then he just kind of disappeared and a guy named Keith Giffen showed up and he was like, I'm going to put some cybernetics on this guy. And it turns out he's a cool guy. He's been in jail for the last few years. And, um, Space cop gone wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he turned out he was undercover even. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then there was a huge war called the Annihilation War, uh, which touches on something that I'll, I'll we'll talk okay. about later. Um, and um, and in that, he was one of the generals of the Annihilation War. And after that, he was caught by the Kree. The blue people that, are, that show up and everything. Oh, now. I know the Cree. You know the Cree. I watch Agents of Shield. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> and then they removed his cybernetics, and they—that's when they put him in charge of the people that would become the Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like a, 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 a Dirty Dozen type mm-hmm. story oh, okay. where, like, people were a bunch of characters did die. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like so that character is like all over the place yeah and i think when they made the movie i think what james gunn did is he's like all right look at a this is interesting i'm not going to do any of those i'm going to do another thing entirely and i think what he did was really a lot better mm-hmm. um i'm not i'm never going to be so precious with the source material that oh, i'm like oh you. please please you well, know. and I, I it fits with comic books because, like you, there's so many iterations, mm. and they just keep rebooting things. Like, right. why right. why can't the movie just be right. another reboot well, for the character? And also, people. So that's one of my things that annoys the crap out of me is, um, well, it's been so long and not even cursing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, like, it's all of a sudden it's a PG. People have to people have to understand that the movie is a different medium. Yep, mm-hmm. and you can just like I'm a Harry. I love Harry Potter. Sure. I love everything about Harry Potter. I love the books. I love the movies. All that stuff. I don't want my movie to be just like the book because you can't tell me the same story in this different medium. Yeah. It's going to have to... I mean, I want certain things to be there, yes. There are certain little things I like. I want the characters to still be true to the character and stuff. But you have to look at the medium you're watching. So with the comic book stuff, like it's very easy for me to be like, well, that's not what Captain America did or this happened in Civil War in the comic. One of my favorite storylines in the comic ever. Mm-hmm. Love the movie. Don't care about the differences. But because we talked about that in Civil War. And Marvel's good mm-hmm. at giving me the moment porn that I need for yeah. different yeah. things. When Iron Man's shooting the shield, that's one of my favorite covers. Yeah. So to put that in the movie was all they needed to do. Yeah. Right. It was here. Take my money. Here. I love it. Enjoy this panel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's all I need every now is I just need them to throw a bone at me. And it's it's also um, <laughs> you know another part of that too is you you've got you're you're making this eclectic group of characters, um, and the Marvel cosmic people take themselves so fucking seriously yeah. because now we're are um, because they're just you know they they you know and having having the the good guys and the bad guys take themselves so seriously mm-hmm. that's not a fun movie right. right. But having the good guys be like, woohoo, you yeah, know, right. wackadoo, and, you know, um, and and I'm sure we'll have a whole conversation about Drax. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's great when you throw it against Ronan the Accuser. Who's so 
It's serious. So serious. So serious, yeah. So hot. But there, there's like, well... Um, I love Lee Pace, so like now I can't. She loves blue people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you should have seen her during Smurfs. Well. <laughs> I did not watch that movie. <laughs> Don't spread that rumor. Um, you're going to really enjoy Captain Marvel when that comes mm-hmm. out. Um, oh, yeah, because there's Krees in there, right? There's so many blue people. So Lee many Krees. What? And Lee Pace. <gasps> oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, and Lee Pace. Oh, God. As Ronan. Now I can't concentrate. Um, but that moment in the first one where he goes, what are you doing? And just kind of breaks yeah. character yeah. a little bit. Like, like you can't have that moment if if Star Lord is taking himself seriously and if he's if he's total space cop, right? right. If if Rocket is the freedom fighter who who wants nothing more to make sure that you know he can he can save his world and and Groot is a conquering tree. I don't really know what's going on, <laughs> um, but like Whatever Groot is right, or you know, like all those characters creating those versions of them. Um, and in this movie, like it drives the whole plot because, right. you know, you've got, they're working for somebody that takes themselves too seriously. Um, Aisha, which mm-hmm. is a whole other thing there. Right. Do we know the Aisha thing? I feel like this is just going to be me talking. The whole I don't know what the Aisha thing is. So Aisha is, is the, the She's second the- version of Adam Warlock. Was her, and her eventually became Aisha. But after being like Kismet and like other things, oh, like I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know there was another version of Adam Warlock. Yeah, the the same group that made yeah. Adam Warlock said, "Well, we didn't. He didn't like us. He tried to kill us. Right. Let's make a female version. Oh, I, I, be I didn't know she was. Oh, yeah. lady, lady versions are always yeah. nicer. And she didn't like them and tried to kill them. Right. Um, was, well, maybe it's you then. <laughs> you keep people, and they keep trying to kill you. Yeah. Maybe you're the one with the problem. Yeah, it could be. That's a third movie. That's another <laughs> and I'm sure Marvel will take it. Yeah, and do a great job. And <laughs> um, but but they took they took that version of the character who, when she showed up as Aisha, she was a villain. She'd been a hero for a while. Mm-hmm. It was a weird kind of like oh, it was a writer just kind of ignoring what happened, but that happened a lot. Uh, it was the '90s. Um, but they, but her taking herself so seriously allows the plot to kind of drive forward with, you know, then they meet ego and, right. mm-hmm. you know. So she's the, what is it? It's, it's the, not the Supreme. Uh, the, what do they call themselves? Oh, the, the, not the supremacy. You're right. I'm, um, uh, the leader of the sovereign race. Sovereign. sovereign. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So she, that's, I was trying to think of the word sovereign cause I was like, I I thought I knew who you were talking and about. But. I, I I find that oh, so I, now I'm <laughs> learning stuff. I mean, I just I find it funny now that I'm knowing that yeah. that you said that because I'm assuming we all assume that the end credits that she made Adam Warlock right because that's who that's supposed to be. That's why we all got that's who we all thought it was going to be. That's who and his name is Adam. What <laughs> could be a even I knew could be a different Adam. Okay. Adam Strange, you know, that's right. a DC character, but you know, it's, yeah. so probably not. But, uh, but it's just, it's, I just so knowing that history now, I find that kind of funny. By the way, di- digression: Adam Strange is the DC character that they should right. make a movie about. Anyways, um, <laughs> well, he's in the Krypton show. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Have you seen Krypton? I've watched a little is it bit. Good? Of it. I like it. Okay. I need to watch more. And of you it. know what? Just, just you know what? You want to tell me a story about Superman's grandfather? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Gotham a chance, hated it, yeah. but I gave it a chance. So I give yeah. it all a chance. That's a that's a whole other episode. Yes. Uh, I give everything a chance. 
So, okay, so let's start talking about oh, this, this movie? movie. Not DC. Um, so this came out in 2017, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I'm excited because I feel like we're catching up now. Um, <laughs> you definitely are, yeah, by the way. We're like, catching up, slowly but surely. Um, so, directed by James Gunn, um, who has been a favorite of mine since Slither, uh, which I think I said on the first, when we did the first movie. Um, and he was introduced to me through slither um so we have pretty much the same cast obviously we have a couple extra people kurt russell a few extra thrown in there people people. um (laughs) so um yeah so basically um this movie came out and i honestly don't remember seeing it in theaters but i mean i don't remember seeing every movie in theater anyway but um, I just remember liking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's not as, I, I, it's, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but, but I think that it's, it's a good movie and I enjoyed it. Well, there's very few movies that are second movies that are as good as the first one. Um, Civil War, I mean, not Civil War, um, Winter Soldier was better than the first Captain yeah. America. Yeah, definitely. But I think Iron Man 2 was not as good as the first Iron Man. No. In my mind. You know, yeah. other people might have different, you know, yeah. s- someone might just see Sam Rockwell and just be like, oh, it's perfect. Who would do that? Um, but, me. You know, <laughs> so I went in expecting a good movie, but sure. I didn't expect it to be mm-hmm. better. Than the first one. Than the first yeah. one. I actually struggle with this because the, so the first Guardians of the Galaxy is officially my favorite film of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really just... It just hits everybody. It, it, it does. Really yeah. does. Yeah. It does. Um, but I did struggle because I was, there were times I was like, "Boy, I think this might be better." And actually, watching it today, I I think I finally settled on no. This is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And they're reaching really. And if and I would never fault anybody for saying I like it better than the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. But the first one did it first. Right. Yeah. And I like I like this movie a lot. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. It just wasn't. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, I think, I mean, I guess you have to say that every Marvel movie is technically an ensemble movie because it's not just one character, but this is like a full on like team. And so I think that that's really hard to do in the first place. And then to keep carrying that on is difficult. I don't agree. you don't think it's not for Marvel now. Well, no, well, no, even, I'm just, no, I'm saying, when this I'm not talking about Marvel. I'm just oh, saying like in, in general, in general, okay. you have to have like the right. So you're comparing this just to movie, right, ensemble yeah. movies in general. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's, that's difficult. And obviously in the first one, they did such a good job with it. And in the second one, anytime you do like, because the first one is them coming together and becoming a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's always like the interesting part. Like, nobody, that's why all, movies end with, like, a marriage. Yeah. Because nobody wants to see two people just living together. Like, that's not fun. You don't want to see a group of people just living together. Like, there always has to be something. There's Ooh. never a romantic comedy where at the end they're like, yep, I guess bye. <laughs> right. right. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, I think that they had a harder task making the second one with just not making it, obviously, but because they were just throwing money at them. But um, I think, you know, writing a script that was going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, also, I think, so when the first Guardians came out, that's when people really started to notice, except for really the Avenger movies, that each Marvel movie wasn't just a comic book movie. 
it was a heist movie. Yeah. It was this type, you know, it was, you know, a, a movie about the past. It was, you know, it was just, they always had their own little thing that it, these movies were. And the first one is a really good space movie. Yeah. It, like a good space movie. The second one, I don't think is as good. It, it didn't really feel as a space movie like the first one did. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Like, I just kind of felt like like when the first one came out, that's when they were doing more like Winter Soldier was a spy movie. Right. Uh, you know, all right. those type of things. And I was really able to look and it say... Was a sci-fi this is, epic. Right. This is what it was. And so I really felt like the first Guardians was just a really good hanging out with your space friends movie. Yeah. Space it, adventure. Yeah, it really yeah. was. While the second one, I loved it. thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't lump it in the same... It's a daddy complex movie. Yeah, it's it, it, right. <laughs> I mean, it really no, is. It is. Yeah. You're right. It's more emotion. It's more feelings and things like that. Yeah. And I kind of wanted a little more space <laughs> Less feelings? I, I don't know. Just a yeah. little... It, the space movies aren't the movies I look for feelings. Yeah. Okay. You know? Um, I look more for feelings in the Captain America movies. Sure. And, and those type of things. Like, I, I don't look for feelings in Ant-Man. Yeah. You know? I just so... In my mind, I think that's where, because this did have a lot. I mean, there were feelings in the first one. Yeah. yeah. There, there were definitely feelings in the first one, and the feelings had its place. But it just felt like this one had a little more. It has a very, very emo theme. I but, know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because there's like, like I, I, just thinking of specific moments, that moment where, where Mantis, um, like Drax is just sitting there staring straight. Right. Um, and Mantis touches him and starts to cry because yeah. he's feeling what right. he feels. And it's like that that moment is is really powerful and um unexpected and, unex- and, and yeah. Right. yeah. Well I also feel like now spoiler for anybody who has not seen If any you're this far into this after, podcast. But in other movies after Oh this. yeah, yeah. Because I just have to say, I wonder because I you do know that Marvel has their plan. Yeah. And and the directors of each movie has to follow certain things. They say you can do what you want, but Gamora needs to be like this because Thanos X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if some of the Peter emotion stuff after seeing Infinity War was kind of shaping the character mm. to be more of what we saw in Infinity War. Who would make that choice? Who would make the choices that he made in Infinity yeah. War? Yeah. Does that make sense? Because I couldn't see the that Peter. That make in a the, lot of sense. I couldn't see the Peter in the first movie making those choices. And I yeah. know they could just say, well, it's been years since the second movie. Mm-hmm. But I still, they want the characters to connect. And so I want you to connect with the characters and understand right. them a little better. So I wonder if they were kind of setting up that emotion. Because Peter was also more emotional in this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, yeah. Another thing to point out, too, is there's a, there's a, there's a gap between uh, when this movie takes place and Infinity War. Well, this movie is 2014. 2014. It takes place. It's yeah. a period piece. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but, um, but like, so this is, this is after he's been with these folks for a year. Right. And like, so now four years after that, like in in Infinity War, he's he's known these people for five years. Right. Oh yeah. And he's been with Gamora for presumably five years. Right. And I, and I, and I think some of us, we could take that leap even if they didn't make him more emotional in the second movie. Yeah. But I wonder if they were just thinking that. Because for people who can't yeah. take that leave, and just want to say, oh, this, okay, so this is just showing he's different than he was in the first one. Yeah. He's still an arrogant 
dick at times, mm -hmm. but he's more emotional, more attached to these people. And it's a more family feel the whole movie anyway. Right. You know, giving up this family that you've always, the family, father you always wanted mm -hmm. for the actual family that you have. Yeah. Oh. And Aww. another breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, this is your third. This wow. is really good. <laughs> um, We're recording this so you can go back and listen. <laughs> Um, I think I think also like it also shows, and this is something I, I did notice. It shows how impulsive he is in this movie. Yes, because there's so many moments where he, he he's trying to change, mm -hmm. but he just lets out that whole like you know, um, you know, when he flirts with Aisha in the, in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then sees Gamora, it's like disgusting. Like no, <laughs> I, I would, mm -mm. yeah, no, I'd never do that. That's why. Come on, <laughs> um, but but it's that moment of like he he's got these thought patterns that are just right. ongoing, and I think that that also explains his actions. And I right, so I, I just I ha I have to believe again. I'm a Peter Quill apologist. <laughs> <laughs> are right. we all? <laughs> I, I I just have to believe Kevin Feige has his grand plan. Yeah, you know he he has the his world. Beautiful brain. Yeah, he has the world from the beginning to the end, and I just. I have to believe now after seeing Infinity War and then rewatching this and just now that I'm actually talking, because I didn't even think about, this literally just came to me. Guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like now that I'm thinking about it, it's just like all of what he did in Infinity War makes sense based on this character that I started developing that I would believe four years after this movie takes place. Yeah. He would make those choices. So I just, God, Marvel, good job. <laughs> well, and also, oh, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> No, I was going to say something about Earth, because, like, he doesn't really care about Earth, but then I was like, no, it's the entire universe. Yeah. It's, yeah. So never mind. Not just affecting Earth. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But Keep my mouth shut. <laughs> is, this, is this the biggest scale at, at this point that we've seen a, a villain plot? I, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like it's it's always one planet the up to now. The of the yeah. villain? He's basically like, uh, you know, er everywhere I decided to just... So well, yeah, because yeah. I would say that the, but obviously besides Thanos, right. but the only other person yeah. who threatens more than just whatever world they're on would be Hela, but that movie hasn't come out yet. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I mean, like, yeah. Loki was just Earth, and like, he didn't really even do anything to Asgard. Yeah. It's, it's. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I this, never really Up until this yeah. moment would be. You know, and arguably, well, I mean, you don't really get to see, that's another movie. I was going to say, you don't really get to see, like, what Hela's plan would be sure. for every other well, planet. Right, but... right. I mean, I, maybe Malekith, because he's trying to do the, whatever, I don't know, whatever the plot of yeah, the world is. Right, exactly. Because you don't know what he's trying to this do. Is the, you're right, he just wants the ether, that's all I know. This is the first time we actually see, though. Yeah. Like, it started affecting all those other places right. when he was going nuts. You know? <laughs> Whatever was Whatever happening was there. Happening with that. The blob. <laughs> literally seeds from but, the blob. Right. It, it was. was. just like, yeah, but it's just, so yeah, that's the first mm -hmm. time. And I wonder if, I don't know, when you think about the Earth thinking about, I mean, they're not thinking about, well, they know. They just see a blob. Because they know aliens by well, now. They know because aliens of the Avengers 1. The yeah. incident. The New okay, York we're, we're talking yeah. about we're Netflix not on series. Netflix. <laughs> All right, we're in the universe. We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> one, but um, yeah, you're right. 
I don't know. Oh, that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because Ronan was really only about destroying Xandar. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't like looking to. I mean, maybe I mean, eventually, he, he, but but his aim at that moment was just destroying Xandar. Like he was a big mass, like because Loki wanted to help them with Earth, mm-hmm. so then he could take Asgard. Yeah. Too. Like you know, but. But my, but my, but I in mean, this but ego went to hundreds no, right. thousands no, of planets. Yeah. So yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah, no, I your point is is well made, sir. Thank I'm you. arguing, but I agree. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're trying to disprove it. I've always always thought that Loki's actual plot was to get captured by the Avengers and and so they had some sort of warning that Thanos was on his way. But that's always been my mm. weird you know, nut job theory. Yeah, but Allison's on the moon landing was fixed. So. Oh, I'll, I'll apologize all day for Loki. <laughs> Sorry, um, my lady hormones just cloud my judgment. Um, that's okay. I'll apologize for Loki too because because yeah. he's a cool character. Yes, yeah. but when he did good things. Okay, now we're in, this is not a Loki well, podcast yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> but um, so so. But but ego ultimately like his plan is is massive. Um, here's here's a question I have to pose to you: Why did he age? Yeah. Did he? I feel like he aged himself. I think he says something about aging himself, okay, or like referring to it in yeah. some way. But I can't remember exactly what it is. But I think I had the same thought the last right. time that I saw it. Um, because yeah, like how does he age? Yeah. Um, why would you look like old Kurt so when you can look like young Kurt? I mean, <laughs> with that fabulous hair, right? <laughs> oh, that feathered hair was just uh, crazy. You know who's? Uh, uh, I think I think it. Wait, maybe I'm wrong about this. I think it was his son that played, and they did a mask over his son's face. Uh, Wyatt Russell is his son. I don't think I know him. I don't Wyatt Russell is on Lodge Forty Nine. He's going to be an overlord coming out. We gotta watch oh, Overlord. Yeah. We're gonna be so scared. <laughs> We're literally only watching it because of Fitz. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> We're he's like, gonna be Fitz great. Is in this movie, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> but they definitely used somebody who kind of looked like him, and then yeah. made it uh, made it from there. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I think though without. One of the things that maybe got to me. Oh, I know him. He was in Table Nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was on an episode of uh, Black Mirror too. That's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Oh. He's great, by the way, on Lodge Forty Nine, which is very, very funny. There, hmm. uh, interesting, very interesting. Oh. Um, I see it. Okay, I see it now. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I. I, oh, the, the aging thing. Um, as I stumble, <laughs> oh, I'll get there. Um, That's us. We're constantly. Fortunately, you'll edit this out, right? Sure. Right. <laughs> um, I only edit out my own mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since you don't make any, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm the guest. Have me on a couple more times. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I always kind of thought like. One of the things that that I've complained about in any storytelling is when the heroes are the reason the plot happens, 
Um, and that's very much the case in this movie mm-hmm. entirely. Like, the two villains of this movie, quote-unquote, because um, Aisha is really just mad. Um, that they Rocket took... is a villain. <laughs> Rocket really is. Yeah. Like, kind of, Rocket is, like, kind of the bad guy in this yeah. movie? Um, you know, obviously Ego wants to take over everything, so that's, yeah. a, you know. Yeah, but a lot of the bad things wouldn't have happened. Yeah. if the Like how I felt in Last Jedi. Most of that movie yeah. didn't have to happen if certain people were... Okay, I'm sorry. Now, this is... <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... Yes, you're right. We'll save that, that for... A, insert uh, Jedi pun here. But that is, that's <laughs> annoying. That is an annoying part of yeah. the movie. So. Yeah. Because it almost kind of feels forced. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it, like, I, I like to... And, and it depends on what it is, too. On a TV show, I feel like that's fine because it's like... The next episode, a, a dude will show up and try to do something bad. Mm-hmm. But, like... We well, also have 22 hours on a TV show. Right. That I feel like you kind of can show a fall of a... Yeah, you can you can have those, yeah, those, those type situations. Of yeah. Or in a comic book. I mean, yeah. next month, the, and a d- different bad guy's going to show up. Um, but th- I'm not saying that's a bad plot. I'm not right. saying I didn't enjoy it, even. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's one of those things that I always kind of like, eh... Right. You know, um, it's just a little easy. It's a little easy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but not full on lazy writing, but maybe the road well traveled. Well, <laughs> like okay, the most dangerous job in any comic book universe is being somebody's father because you're gonna die. Yeah, because like being someone's mother in a Disney movie, right? right. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, there's certain things that just happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just glad we haven't... Well, have we? I guess we have. Um, no, no, that's all we've seen. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm just glad we haven't seen the evil version of any of the heroes. And I'm like, oh, wait, Ironmonger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, I guess Winter Soldier was? I don't it's know. It's an evil version yeah. of Captain America. Yeah. yeah. I could say that. Um, but anyways. Yellow Jacket. Yes. Yes. I'm here! <laughs> You're here for it. I did it. Um, yeah, that's probably the most egregious example yeah. of that, really. Yeah. And I still love that movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I um, oh, one of the things I want to talk about though is the Ravagers too, mm-hmm. because I kind of love the Ravagers more than anything in this. Oh movie. yeah, that, that they I, were a really great part of this movie. I. Taser face. <laughs> Taser face. <laughs> but I wasn't, in the first movie, I have to say, I wasn't a big Yondu fan. Sure. I loved him. In this in this movie, I was just, they, talk about giving emotion yeah. to a character. Like, you saw a little bit of it in the first one. How you assumed he felt for Peter. Yeah. And right. things like that. Because it even got pointed out a right. couple times, like, why don't we just kill this guy? Right. But yeah. in this movie, just really just... I mean, the whole lesson was Peter was needed to learn that Yondu yeah. was his father. Yeah. You know, the person who raised him is your father, now your biological father yeah. and all that stuff. And it, But they made me really care about Yondu. Yeah. And when Sylvester Stallone was so mean to Oh my him, God, that last... I would the, and kick them out. I was so But like, at the end, when they like give him the send-off, yes, I was just, like... I cried. Yeah, I was like, oh I my did too God. I cried the last time I watched it. I was like, oh my God. It was just yeah. really good. Yeah. And it made me care about a character I didn't give two shits about. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, in that sequence, 
all of the uh, quote unquote original Guardians of the Galaxy, the ones that showed up yeah. in the right. 60s, show up right. in that sequence, yep. uh, mm -hmm. with one exception, but that's because he's from the 20th century and there's I. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> um, let me explain that on a Doctor Who podcast. It <laughs> makes more sense. But, um, but like, yeah, like that that moment there, and and I remember seeing that in the theater for the first time, and I had no expectation that Ving Rhames was going to show right. up. Right, um, it was a long time before I knew that uh, that the the crystalline guy Martin X was um, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, who was he was Lex Luthor. I on didn't know that's who he yep. was, uh, and the voice of the Flash in Justice League. Yes, oh, that's one of my favorite. I mean, I love Smallville, but I also love him as the voice of the Flash. Yes, okay. um, that's actually I, that's what I know. More about. <laughs> um, and then Michelle Yeoh, just yep. one of the greatest martial artists, um, and um, and then the voice in the after credits, uh, the voice of uh, Mainframe is actually um, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Miley Cyrus. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, I miss you guys so much. Yeah. Oh. Wow! Yeah. Frame was just being Miley. <laughs> She's just being Miley. It's just being Miley. But that, yeah, wow. Yeah. So, but like when when I I hate Sylvester Stallone's performance so much when the, he shows up on that planet, mm -hmm. like you know he that weird sex robot planet. Yeah, like what's happening there? Mm -hmm. Um. I, uh, although that's our second appearance of, of Howard the Duck, which is, right. mm -hmm. which is per perfectly appropriate because Howard the Duck's, uh, 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 kind of sleaze. Carrie, yeah, he's just kind of a piece of crap. Um, a duck that is in no way human. And so if a human woman sleeps with him, it's bestiality. I mean, <laughs> I'm on your side. Tell, okay. tell it to George Lucas. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I have strong opinions about Howard the Duck. <laughs> um, but um, like, like when he just kind of growls through that performance, and but then you watch the outtakes, and he had so much trouble getting through that. And I'm like, oh, that's about the best he could do. <laughs> he had a whole bunch of weird words to he say. Did yeah. Everything I expected him to do. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, it's yeah. what I expect from Sylvester Stallone. So right. he. he <laughs> you know, I couldn't. The fact that he can really, still speak right, is like <laughs> so. But I, it, you know, it's just nice to see him. Yeah, you know. But uh, what I was gonna say though is watching that scene with the subtitles today, <laughs> and you got to see oh the colors of Ogre, not the colors of Ogre. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just I was yeah. like oh, okay, okay, I know what you said, but okay. But yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, but I thought Yandu really. I don't know. Yandu was just a good character. I loved, I mean, come on, that scene in the chef. Yep. With, oh, with, the slow motion arrow yeah, scene. It just that was, was oh, so good. And, and of course, the perfect music. For yeah. Every Again, part. the soundtrack yeah, is spot on. Perfect. Mm -hmm. that, that's the one thing I'll say. As good as the soundtrack is in the original one, I think he does a better job in this one. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Um, uh, T for the Tillerman is the perfect song for that end sequence. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, God, that's such a good song. The, the, the chain uh, for when he's fighting Ego. Mm -hmm. um, it, like, just, you know, it, like, oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's it's awesome because it's, like, it's such, like, they're, they're such perfect movies to have, like, mm -hmm. a soundtrack that you're going to talk about, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? 
Um, well, I remember when the first movie came out, that was the first soundtrack I bought on iTunes. Like, I don't usually buy soundtracks, and I was like, yes, please. I went don't so... Don't roll your eyes at me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about my first iTunes one. You know, Moulin Rouge. <laughs> God, it's okay. <laughs> the gayest. So, I'm going to show this. Um, so, when the second movie came out, it wasn't... The soundtrack wasn't available immediately. Ridiculous. So, Which I don't understand why yeah. they would do that. Because um, literally they made so much money, money off of the, the first, first soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Everybody so, was downloading it. Because I have Apple Music, I literally made it. But I um, <laughs> made <laughs> Protectors I of the that. Cosmos Volume 2. Nice. And, um, and so now I won't buy their stupid playlist. <laughs> I just Perfect. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, well, and the music is a character in this. In these movies. Yes, it really it is. is. Yes, the music. Yeah. 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 The music is a character. It is. Oh, good thought, Parker. <laughs> well, because you can see, like, I can't remember if Peter actually does this at all in either of the movies, but it's like you could see him, like, not being able to do something until he could find the perfect song to do it to. Right. Um, and then, oh my God, it's also super funny when he gets the zoom. That's- Yes. Yeah, it's a new thing on Earth. <laughs> the Zune. Oh my god, that was hilarious. I, well, that brings me, I actually really want to talk about Craglin, because I also love Craglin in this movie. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of the unsung hero. Before I do, I, I one of the things this establishes that I absolutely love is that not only did Peter Quill bring whatever tapes he had, we, we know he had the one tape, right. and, and we don't know if there was other stuff on there. Um, somewhere I have this long research where I try to figure out like what each song means and then I knew that some of them would be missed it's a whole thing and then this song just kind of ignored what I thought was going on to, <laughs> I was just like well I guess that was dumb um, but um, but not only does it does he have that but also these weird aliens out in space are like yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's copy it. Right. Like, yeah. like just apparently copies of Earth music all <laughs> over space now. I would believe that. Yeah. Earth has the It's from that music. record we sent. That golden record that we sent out into space? Is that... Okay. No, I don't know. I, I think it... Yeah, yeah like, I forget uh, when it was. It was the like... The Voyager Pro. It was like 80s. Yeah. Um, and it was literally a record on... A gold record. Yeah, it's also and literally re- the plot of the first Star Trek movie. They recorded a bunch of Earth sounds and sent it out. Including rock and roll music. Of course. And classical. Yeah. Um, Probably just a bunch of Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Now you've got me. You really hooked me. But but I enjoy this idea of like, you know, like like there's just human music out in space yeah. because you know because Peter Quill had this tape and um, where did that Zoom come from out in space? I have a theory. Well, I mean, it, I just they're ravagers, so I guess they could have grabbed something. Sure. But or they could have just gone to Earth since they mostly right, all look human. Been to Earth before. I actually wonder if. So, hmm. what's uh, your theory? Okay, this is a weird <laughs> one. Um, but the the tesseract, we're talking guardians here, so yeah, the tesseract was used uh, to create weapons, and those weapons just hit things and just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that they went somewhere because one of the people that was affected by the tesseract shows up later on. Mm-hmm. So, 
what if they, when they were testing these weapons, because S.H.I.E.L.D. had them, too. Mm-hmm. What if they were testing them? They were shooting random things, like some dude Zune. And then Zune just shows up. Or a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Or... Would someone have a Zune in the first Avengers movie? Well, they were presumably testing, like, testing those weapons for a while. Right. I'm yeah. just trying to think. I was like, was Zune big then still? <laughs> I was just trying. I mean, Zune was never big. Um, but... I... <laughs> It was for like thirty seconds. Oh, was, oh, there was a minute where everybody's yeah. like, "Check out my Zoom." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. What was that like? Two thousand. They were like, "It has two headphone jacks." <laughs> you know, so you can listen with a friend. <laughs> I don't like my friends that much, right? And my friends don't like my music. You know what? I could unplug it. I had I had an off-brand MP3 player that could fit like eight songs on it. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah. That's uh, that's impressive. It's just so crazy to think about. I know. When I'm like sitting here looking at my phone. Well, like when Craglin says, you know, you can get 200 songs or 150 songs. Right. I forget what he said. And and they're like, wow. It just blows his mind because yeah. he has no idea. He's had freaking cassette tapes. Right. Um, but that he missed CDs. Me. Well, that's also funny, though. If you think about it, being in a spaceship. That can hyperdrive. And he's all surprised that he can have 150 songs. But you can't get your mind past a cassette. (laughs) And the cassette's the biggest music device that you have to build it into your spaceship. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like, yeah, I don't. It's just funny. Maybe aliens just don't do music really. Maybe they don't like entertainment. I didn't see any TVs around. That's true. Maybe they're live performance only. There were. In the um, on the Ravager ship in the control room, there's like monitors. They're not TVs though, right? But monitors. there's monitors, right. so they have the ability well, to to broadcast something. Right? Yeah. There well, were security can, monitors. Well, they can broadcast we're phone calls the, to each other. We're so fucking like deep in the woods now. Calls, but oh, because in the first and they're thing. not spending all their time and money making entertainment. Yeah, right. I don't well, apparently that. they need to make tiny little outfits for tree people and pour booze on them. And for robots. That's why and Earth yes. is so far behind us because we spend so much time on entertainment. <laughs> well, every time other on sex robots. You know what it is? <laughs> every other civilization is like we're going to build sex robots <laughs> and we're going to build um, holograms. Yeah. And we're going to build this technology that lets you talk to each other like. Face to face, almost across galaxies. And meanwhile, on Earth, it's those kids with those damn video games. Everybody's there. looking at their iPhones. <laughs> wow, we huh. just figured out That's, what Earth's problem is. Right? Right? Yeah. Now get with it, Earth. Take all the money away from NASA. I mean, we're. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't it be the other way around? When we have to take money away from entertainment. But I'm saying they happen. did take. Oh, money I think you were telling them yeah. too. Yeah. Like, no, no, Allison, that's the opposite of what we want. <laughs> Thanks, Parker. <laughs> All right, so where are we in this? Let's I don't know. See. Oh, I, I don't think, think we're just going jumping around. Yeah, the, which is good. Do we want to do like a final thoughts type thing? Well, or you want to talk about Craglin? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then Kraglin. I have something I want to bring up. Okay. So Craglin. So. Um, first of all, Sean Gunn, by the way, (laughs) he's awesome. Yeah. Um, and like, like ever since Tromeo and Juliet, I've kind of been obsessed with his performances because he's, he's really good. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. That's how we, is that what really Kurt and Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, yes. Everybody has a Sean Gunn story. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, mine's the same as a 14 year old girl. (laughs) 
like he's such a he he's such an interesting motivator for the plot in this mm-hmm. in that there you know he has that moment where he stand it's him standing up to Yandu that empowers Taserface. Mm-hmm. Um which well, he's the right hand man. Right. He's the you know he's the he's the yes man and when the yes man's saying no. Right. Then everyone's like, oh well now we can riot. Yeah. And then he's and then later he's like, I didn't mean to do a mutiny. And yeah. it's like Oh yeah, you just kind of screwed up there, buddy. Like, yeah, like he's he's up. just trying to he, say they have they have good points, and then the people who had good points yeah. just took that and ran with but it. But I also saw him as a moral character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a moral like, almost. That's almost kind of the thing that Sylvester Stallone was getting at. Right. We have rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, we're pirates and we're lawless, but we have rules within right. that, and you broke them. Um, in the end, it's to save this person. Yeah. But you broke the rules, and that's why. No, and Oh, well, John D. broke the rules by, by kidnapping children. Yeah. Right. Peter. Saving Peter. But no, no, no. not saving Peter, kidnapping children. He kidnapped He kidnapped other a whole before. bunch, like all those bones. Oh, he it was him bringing the kids. Looking for Peter, right? No. Oh, he he broke the rules children. by involving children. Oh, I so I It took, wasn't about saving Peter. It was so about taking children. I took it No, no, I knew it was taking children. Yeah. I saw I thought all the children he took was thinking it was Peter. No, he was looking for Ego's children in yeah. general. Those are oh, all Ego's and, children. Okay, so, and so Ego ran through okay, all yeah. those children okay. trying to find a, a the, one that can the compatible one. The, right. Okay. So yeah. so Yandu broke the rules right. by, by trafficking in children. Right. Yeah. So that's the rule that he broke. Well, right, but taking Peter and, but then, yes. It wasn't specifically He's, Peter, though. He, right. Yeah. And then okay. later on, he breaks, he breaks their kind of code by saying, well, I'm not going to actually give... Uh, right. Give the, give you the had a job, and now you're not. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Craglin finally goes, wait a minute. Like, you know. Not, you know, not all these children that you killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that is kind of a weird point. <laughs> it, it, it's because you won't finish your task. Yeah. But I, but I, you know, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the point where Craglin just, it, it's the straw that breaks the camel's yeah, back. And, totally. Um, because later on, when, when Yandu's like, yeah, we did some bad. You know, let's try to make up for it. Craglin's in; he's yeah, all yeah, in, definitely. Um, and well, let's, and, and let's I try think, to make up for our bad by murdering all our former friends. Well, you know, and and it, yeah, it could be one of those things where, like, you know, maybe to Craglin, Yondu was a father figure, or, and Peter was clearly the favored yes. son, oh, and yeah. so it could Ooh. be a little bit of a jealousy thing that makes him finally stand up to Yondu. And so, and and so, honestly, like it could be, you could see him as a moral character, but you could also kind of see him as just a a guy who feels like his brother is is you know more special in the eyes of his father, and he's just trying to finally be like, "Fuck you, dad." Right? Yeah. I always felt the jealousy. Like he did all this, right? So he did all this shit, and you're still apologizing for him. Yeah, he says that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. All right. What breakthrough? Um, <laughs> I mean, not emotionally or anything, but. But yeah, so I mean, but I mean, still, I, you know, and then he feels bad about it. And right. I don't know if he feels bad about it on a moral level or more just because his father figure, his captain, mm-hmm. is the one that's paying the price and all of his friends 
Yeah. His other brothers are out in space now, just floating around in the void. Um, and so, you know, I think he, he feels bad about that. I don't know if it's more of like a strict cosmic morality, though. I almost feel like maybe the arc of the Ravagers originally was like starting out as this group of, you know, that had the moral code. And there's a whole two different bands of, of Ravagers. And Yandu's Ravagers... Like, Yandu started taking these darker jobs, and maybe people left, and they brought in new people but who were willing Darker to, people. Yeah. And so the arc of the Ravagers is kind not of like more and more... Not physically darker. Um, <laughs> it's not a racist podcast. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, but, but, like, they had kind of these more, like, uh, uh, morally obtuse... Ambiguous. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Craglin just kind of found himself a little bit in the middle loyalty to Yandu and you know everything and that that kind of snapped yeah um, that's interesting that's in, and then of course at the end when when the the other ravagers show up and they start you know doing mm-hmm. the celebration um the colors of Ogord, which I didn't understand until today. <laughs> um, because I remember watching that, I'm like, oh, that's the colors of Ogord. Okay, okay. Um, now that I know what Sylvester Stallone says. Yep. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, but uh, then then I think Craglin is kind of, that's that moment of like where it all kind of comes full circle. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, now this is this is what this is all about. Right. This is this is what we're, we're supposed to be working towards. Yeah. Um, and then he puts an arrow in Drax's throat. So there's that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Accidentally. Accident. It's accidental. I was like, well, that movie ended much darker than I remember. I know, I was like, hey, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well. Well, I mean, Drax is weirdly uh, durable, so I'm sure right. he's fine. Um, oh, we know he's fine. Um, what? So what was the other? Well, so I was just so I so when I talked to people about this movie, yeah. Um, I heard some different points of view about a certain topic, and I wanted to get your your point of view. So, Baby Groot. Mm. I heard too much Baby Groot. I felt the opposite. Not not that there was a li- too little Baby Groot. It was just the right amount of Baby Groot in mm-hmm. my mind. But I really enjoyed how they used Baby Groot mm-hmm. to almost... Well, the beginning is is oh, awesome. Right. Oh, the awesome. credit oh, yeah, sequence no, yeah. is but just amazing. There was a lot like the when um, Yandu is in prison. Yeah, and they keep and rack with Rocket, and they keep sending yeah. Baby Groot to get different things. Doing stuff, I kind of like that. I think that was the humor we needed in the yeah. middle. Yeah, and then having him then grow to be teenager. But then even and like things like that. I but I just I didn't think there was too much, but I heard a lot of people say there they felt that it was like too maybe much that groups. that scene where he's going to get stuff, like maybe long. it was it was slightly too long, right. but it stays true to the character because in the first one, right. like, you know, he it, he was kind of the same way. Right. Um so I mean I I don't remember having an issue with Groot right. um or you know the amount of baby Groot. Um I, I, I think maybe the first time I, I watched it. Now, we watched this movie twice the same th- the day it opened. <laughs> um, and so and so there's there's some context for that, uh, which is a thing I tend to do with, with Marvel movies anyways, because um, I'm obsessive, I think. <laughs> um, I have a problem. Um, but I, I, the first time I went through it, I actually thought that too. And the second time, I really just enjoyed letting the moment happen. Yeah, that's that's what I did with it. I enjoyed everything that 
they had Baby Groot do. Yeah. Because I thought it was it was put in at the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I it was okay. it was an interesting choice to make when you have this character that's really the powerhouse of the group, right? Um, in the first one, and then you sort of you know mute that character to the point where uh, he can't do all the things he was able to do before. Yeah. Watch him grow. But then, yeah, then you get to watch him I don't know if adult group would have done what teenage group did in right. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Because he wouldn't have felt that connection to Thor. Right. I don't, I don't know. So I was like, you need adolescent group, Groot who needs a new hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we haven't even talked about, like, Nebula and Gamora. Oh, yeah. um, but, I mean, I... I thought that I I enjoyed Nebula's character. I think I think she's great, and I I enjoyed her. And I enjoyed her more. I in enjoyed this one her than I did in the first. Yeah, one. I enjoyed her exactly. kind of yeah. kind of seeing what Gamora has yeah. as a family, and not it being like like strictly like jealousy. This is what my sister has, and I want it. But more like this is a family that she has that like we never had. Well, I also think going on again where. We saw Peter act in a way that I could see how he acted in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Groot in a way that I could see why he did what he did in Infinity War. The relationship between Nebula and Gamora, the way they fixed it here, mm-hmm. I could see then all the things that, yeah. the choices that Gamora made to help Nebula mm-hmm. in Infinity War yeah. made sense to me yeah. right. because of this. Mm-hmm. So again, I feel like a lot of the character development was getting us ready so we... Because they knew we weren't going to see these characters again until Infinity War. Right. Mm-hmm. So they had to get into a point where they knew what they were going to do basically in Infinity War. Let's get these characters to a point where right. you might be... I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I feel like no, I, don't think I wouldn't... Going from the first Gamora Nebula... I wouldn't understand what they did in the Infinity War. Right. There's also a thing I noticed in this watch where their conversations inform a little bit as to like Thanos's the way the way he approaches mm-hmm. things. Oh yeah. Um, and I didn't think of that before. Now I want to go back and watch the first one to kind of mm-hmm. get, because now that we've seen Thanos, right? I want to know like more about. But like when she says, um, you know, the two of us would fight, Gamora would win. And he would upgrade mm-hmm. Nebula. He wasn't trying to 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 uh, punish her. I mean, maybe that was part of it. He was trying to make her better than Gamora. He wanted to he wanted to be able to build the perfect soldier, right, or the perfect right. assassin, or whatever it was he wanted. And I thought that, and I was like, that's a thing that I di- that didn't occur to me before because Thanos wasn't really fleshed out. Yeah, but then if you look at that in in the context of like what his argument is in, in Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. Yeah. that makes complete sense cuz you're like, well, on the surface like how could you do that to your daughter? But in yeah. his mind, he's trying to make her better. Well, just like and on the in, surface, in how could you kill half the people? Right. right. Because but in his mind, he's, he's trying to trying help to, everybody. The half that live right. will have food, yep. will have right. water, and the half that left right. didn't feel any pain allegedly. Exactly. Of course, Spider-Man well, he tried really hard. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. I think we need yeah. final thoughts. <laughs> we do. Because there's so many things that we, we are, can do. But I actually find it very interesting that we've we've mapped so much of this to Infinity yeah. War. Yeah. 
is this, is this the first time that, I think this is the first time that we've done this. To this point. Yeah. We've mentioned certain things from Infinity War in the last couple. But I don't think we went as deep into we didn't, it. No. Well, I didn't see the connection of, well, we need, this character is going to be in this movie. We need to yeah. see them yeah. a certain way. So we, because all the Guardians in Infinity War play a big part that really shapes yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Especially Gamora and Star-Lord. Yeah. That yeah. shape what happens in the movie and the outcome of the movie. Right. That I think we need to see a certain relationship happen. Mm-hmm. But that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was a good conversation. All right. Um, so we so have we have fun facts. Fun facts. Bitches. Fun facts. I'm ready. Bitches. All right. So Jesse is, Jesse's going to take you know, most of this. Parker's going <laughs> to chime in at the end and take credit for everything. Um, I, so, so the fun fact, the... the I only brought one like specific fun fact, um, but it's uh, that um, it was it was cut out and you can't see it in the movies and I haven't found it in any of the other um, sequences. But in in the movie theater uh, that's in the town where the blob is taking it over, there's a movie poster for a, um, a star named Simon Williams. And Simon Williams oh, in the comic books Wonder is Wonder Man. Yeah, I didn't notice. And the actor, well, he was supposed to be in the movie. The actor portraying him was Nathan Fillion. I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I do. I remember he was supposed to be in the movie because it was supposed to be a a scene. There was supposed to be some type of. It was festival in the town. Or, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. They were doing, a, they were doing a Simon Williams yes. film festival. Oh. And the somewhere there's a bunch stays... of posters with Nathan Fillion as like oh. this actor doing all these different movies somewhere. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I well, remem- I mean, I wouldn't well, have. Known I that. remember. Well, because I read things yeah. happening before the movies, and all, and I remember them showing a picture of that scene or something like that yeah. happening, and then it wouldn't did it, and then I heard it got cut, and then just that fact just kind of. I thought it left my mind. <laughs> nope, it was there <laughs> nope. all along, lying dormant, so, much like ego's little planted things. That's right. <laughs> so. Here's a fun fact. And this is literally the most perfect fun fact. So Alice and I have talked um, about how there's a rule in a lot of these movies that the guys have to be shirtless. Okay. You know, you need a shirtless Chris Evans. You need a shirtless Chris, Chris Hemsworth. You, you need, need a shirtless, shirtless Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. So <laughs> shirtless James, Chris. James Gunn said, Kevin Feige has a rule. He gave me full creative freedom, except there must be Chris Pratt shirtless. <laughs> it's called the Beefcake Clause. Be- and because of that, this movie, Peter Quill's shirtless scene in this movie was longer. Oh. Because, because James Gunn was it? making, um, when he was changing his shirt. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. When, when they're was, on Ego? Yeah. Okay. And he was changing his shirt. Yeah, and, all right. Yeah. The rule and it was Marvel like longer. But, but I like that he said that, that. He, I can do anything I want in the movie, except Chris Pratt has to be shirtless. At like, least one shirtless Chris per yep. movie. Oh, so that's great. <laughs> so that was literally the most perfect fun fact for me. So then the last thing we do before the end yeah. is we we have to rate the movie, but as a movie. Okay. So we're not rating the movie in general as compared to all the other Marvel movies that we've seen so far. Just as a movie. Sure. What would you rate the movie? Like one to ten, one to yeah, five. Yeah, one, one to, to ten. One to ten. Sorry. So, uh, just rate it. Just rate it. Uh, C plus five. <laughs> I'd give it thirty-seven thumbs sideways. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I'm gonna say it's it's a nine or ten. Uh, you know, okay. it's 
Uh, like, like I love. I'll watch this movie over and over right. again. Um, I'll probably watch it again now this week. Like, because I was watching for this. Right. Oh yeah. A little bit it, like, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I want to watch both of them kind of back to back. Um, and then oh. probably Infinity War. Um, like the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Yes. Um, We're like so hampered because the rest of the movies I've only seen once. Except for Infinity War, I saw it twice. The rest of the movies I've only seen once, and I just want yeah. to watch them so badly. The rest of the movies I've only but seen. But we're trying to do it what, in order. What's after this? Is it Spider-Man? Right? Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man, Thor, Ragnarok, and then, Black Panther, yeah. Infinity War. Now, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've been, I've done the same thing. I've only mm-hmm. watched everything once, except Infinity War. Bought it, yeah. and I've, it's kind of been my go-to movie. Yeah, I've been watching a lot now, too. and so I'm on quite a. I actually. I, I watch, oh, I mean, obviously we'll get into this with Infinity War, but, like, I watch it and then I couldn't watch it for a while because it was, like, devastating. Because I go into these movies blind. Uh-huh. Like, I, because I, I don't really have the comic book knowledge, but also I don't watch the trailers. I don't read the articles or, or anything. I just want to go and in and I just want to be a blank slate. So, the end for me is very shocking. And so, like, I I couldn't watch it again for a little bit. And then I did and it was easier to handle it was it was so weird in the theater because like i mean right you knew right right? yeah yeah like we like and and i remember watching in the theater full theater and hearing people just gasp and like and like, like, well, I think it was also partially because I, I kind of knew that something was going to happen. Right. Like, I knew that people were going to die, but, but you don't was... know who it is. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously, right. there's, there's, well, even certain people, you're just like, you know, they're main fucking characters. See, knowing it was a two parter, right? I expected that to happen. What I didn't expect, though, well, okay, we're, we're going to get into this in more, but yeah, yeah, it was just the characters that did disappear. Yeah, it was also a little anticlimactic for me. Because I'm like, oh, I know they're filming his movie now. Oh, I know yeah. this character See, made them a I billion was, trillion but I dollars. Was, I was able to divorce myself from that information. Yeah, no, I know. And it I just, was just like... I had a second. Oh, I mean, the first one that went was the the real heartbreaker for me. It was... It, it was a mo- It was... Oh, it was Bucky, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was still emotional. I have to say. Just because they yeah. built it up. They built it up. And it was really well done. And in your head, you're like, maybe they're not going to. And yeah. maybe yeah. it just, you never know. Marvel might say, you know what? Fuck you guys. They defeated Thanos. It's over. <laughs> we tricked you. Yeah. We made you think it was going to be more. You know, you just, I don't know. Right. You know? But we're skipping ahead. Okay. So, so our next movie is Spider-Man. Oh, we have to read the movie. Oh, we have to read it. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't literally do that. Stuff to do it. So, I mean, I would probably give it like an eight. Mine was an eight as yeah. well. Yeah. Because it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. I, I can yeah. watch it again, mm-hmm. but all the movies tend to fall between 8 and 10 okay. for us. But yeah, mine's more of eight, maybe 8.5, mm-hmm. but I liked it. I watched it again. I enjoyed it. I just, yeah, hold on. Yeah. You wanted a little bit more. I did. I wanted a little bit more. I don't know what it was. I don't know what they could have. You don't know what you wanted, I don't know what they could have given me. <laughs> more Stallone? Yes. That yes. Was, <laughs> no. You're only giving it a 9 or 10 because you started with subtitles. <laughs> I'm missing that whole part. True. That's why you got the 8, eight and a half. So, I mean, let's just give a quick um, a, a quick moment to uh, Guardians 3, which has officially been put on hold. Yes. Um, so... Well, yeah, James Gunn's busy on Suicide Squad, too. No, but... So, so James Gunn got fired, but they looked... That was a while ago, and then they just recently announced that it's officially on hold. Yeah. Um, well, but it was James Gunn's trilogy. 
Well, I know. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not fighting with no, you about it. He still did the <laughs> script, though. Right. It's right. just he's not doing the direction. Right, right. Um, the Cause, rumor... Because they're not crazy. They're still going to use his script. Right. I Well, they are a little crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Yeah. It's a whole it's thing. It's the political climate right now. That's exactly it. And but All right, Fox News. <laughs> no, it's the political climate <laughs> right now. I'm the the rumor is that, that I'm that I'm just adhering to because I want it to happen is that Taika is gonna That's do what I heard. Guardians three. Yes. Because there's not yeah. another Thor movie coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and he did a great job and 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 you need that mix of comedy and bright colors. I also <laughs> feel like he would <laughs> I also feel like he'd be FaceTiming uh, James Gunn every right. night. Yeah. And be like, okay, we did this, this, this. Right. You know. And then James is going to be like, man, I'm busy with Suicide Squad too. I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> but you could definitely see him being the kind of person that would still want 100%. it to be a great movie. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, so, I mean, so we don't know when that's going to come out. Um, I feel like a lot of things are kind of up in the air right now. but um, Not Spider-Man 2. No. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so our next movie is Spider-Man. Yep. Um, exciting, because again, I've only seen I've it I've only once. seen it once, and I loved it. Yeah. I remember loving it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'll still like it, but... Yeah. I also um, am really excited about these older actors coming in, like um, Michael Keaton and yeah. like Kurt yeah. Russell in this one. Yeah. Um, oh, even um, Michael Douglas. guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael but, Douglas and yeah. Ant-Man. It's just, yeah. Uh, the Michaels of the past meeting the Chris's of today. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, there was a Michael Rucker too. Anyway. All right. right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> We're all like, yeah. Okay, oh, so um, thank you so much, Jesse. This was oh, yeah, great. Thank you. We appreciate it. Was it. A lot yeah. of fun. We really appreciated your insight, and this was a lot of fun. So thank you very much. And um, until next time, I've been Allison. I've been Parker. So long. Thank you.